Hello and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me this week and every week, when I'm very fortunate, is Brenda and Randy Lee. Good Hello. to see you. Good to have Brenda back. She was, I think she was gone last I time. I know. She's, yes. she's so Con- good. Traveling. Are you traveling? Yeah. You were traveling? No. <laughs> I think you're watching a pack of kids. That's what I think. Okay. Um, anyway, speaking of kids... We're going to what talk a nice about, transition. I try. So well done. So well done. We're going to talk about love and how it's confusing for children. Well, that's exactly right. Bishop Roger Robert Barron had this remarkable observation a couple of weeks ago. Bishop Barron said that love has to be incredibly confusing for a child, right? If you're a child, particularly a small child, you typically grow up thinking that of all the people in the world, your parents love you the most. most. That's right. exactly right. Right? Your parents feed you, they tuck you in, they carry you, they hold you, hug you, read to you. All these events in the course of the day that manifest that they love you, right? So Bishop Barron goes on, but your parents are also the people who take you to the doctor's office so you can get... A shot. A shot. That's exactly right. Right. Now, to a child, there is no one more to be feared than the people at the doctor's office, right? If you're a child, these are not people who love me. These are people who want to give me a shot, right? Give me pain. Exactly. So why is it that my parents take me to these people who want to give me shots, right? Now, if you're a child, there is no rational explanation for this, right? Small children don't get the concepts of infectious diseases or vaccination, right? right? Children understand that shots hurt and doctor's offices are to be avoided (laughs) at all costs, Mm -hmm. right? But if that's true, why do my parents, the people who love me more than anyone else, take me to the doctor's office, Mm -hmm. right? More to the point, once we're there, why do they turn me over to these people? Right. Why do they, in fact, even hold me, restrain me while these people are giving me the shot? And here's where things get even weirder, <laughs> right? After the shot is over, to whom do children look for comfort? Their parents, yeah. right? They're betrayers, right? Shouldn't it be, excuse me, but you're not holding me. That's why everything went south in the first place, right? right? Tonight, if the child gets scared and needs someone to come into their room or needs to crawl into someone's bed, who are they going to look for, Mm -hmm. right? The parents. Well, wait a minute. Aren't these the people who took you to the doctor's office and let the doctor or the nurse give you that shot? Why would you think they'd protect you tonight, right, from the dark? Well, yeah, but they still love me. I don't understand why they do that shot thing, (laughs) but I know they still love me, Mm -hmm. right? Think about it. The parent-child relationship only works if parents love their children and their children trust in that love, Mm -hmm. right? 
as a parent, you are inevitably going to have to do things or not do things for the sake of love, for the sake of your child's well-being that are going to be completely beyond your child's comprehension. How can the relationship survive those moments? The child has to trust in the parent's love. Dad, mom, I don't get this. I don't know where this is coming from, but I know you love me, so I'm going to trust that it's coming from love. That's how we get from the doctor's office back to our normal routine. Well, it's also the sticker. Well, yeah. <laughs> the sticker's a good thing. Yeah, that's, that's the... And maybe some ice cream afterwards. for me, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> okay, so so this is not an example of, a, of getting a sticker. I don't know, maybe it's an example of, of getting a sticker, but but what's it have to do with God? Well, well, we have a friend, right, Elaine Martin. She's she's the mom and the bass player for the Celtic Martins family band, right? They, they live out in Lebanon, but literally this band family, they, they go all over the country playing concerts. They... They all play like ten instruments incredibly well. The doctor, the, I'm sorry, the daughters sing like the Lennon sisters. <laughs> they've they've gotten all sorts of of awards and honors for Celtic dance. The the dad and the sons are all incredibly talented as well. So Elaine is battling cancer, right? Talk about the ultimate trip to the doctor to get a shot, mm. right? Lord, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? Yeah. Right. And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. Mm-hmm. Right. Lord, those are your words, not mine. Right. Matthew ten twenty nine. You know, this is happening to me. Right. You let this happen. Right. Could do something about it. Right. We saw Elaine at a show the other weekend. She got up that morning, prepared herself to go out, look great, be joyful, make music. I'm thinking to myself, right? I'm thinking to myself, Elaine, have you forgotten that you have cancer, right? Dumb question, right? Mm. You don't forget that, right? You trust in God's love, Mm -hmm. right? Even if I can't comprehend God's plan, I trust God's plan is love. And, and that's that's where Elaine is at, right? You, you talk to Elaine and she's like, having come so far, am I not now to be a witness to God's love, right? Having no idea what God's will is for us, how can we pray thy will be done, mm. right? We can't. It's a blank check. It's stupid, right? We can't pray thy will be done unless we first recognize him as, how's the prayer start? Our Father. Father, right? That's where thy will be done has to start, right? We can pray for, accept his will because we trust the love of our Father. That is key right there Mm -hmm. because same thing as that, situation with a parent it's confusing to us it's confusing to say the least when things happen that look bad feel bad feel bad (laughs) and we have to say okay lord um i don't get it but if we believe that god brings good out of every situation that's where that trust comes in 
but it is scary to say, okay, Lord, here's a blank check. All right, your will be done. That, that's exactly right, right? We have to remember that the person who is Lord is also Father, right? right? And that, you know, getting to that point where you abandon everything, yeah. everything, and mm-hmm. you have to do it again and again, because we still like, well, I'll take this little piece back, and I'll take, you got to give it all. And, you know, talking about Elaine, every time I see her, and I look in her eyes, she has this like sparkle. And I said, Elaine, every time I talk to you, I leave feeling joyful. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I hope so. Wow. She's, that's her mission. And yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's a wow moment, isn't it? That's somebody living the divine will. Mm-hmm. I, well, interesting that you would say that, right? If, right, I love the, I love the pictures, right? I love the pictures of the big Jesus walking right at you, right? The you know, Who knows what he's coming for, right? If God is saying, if God, I'm sorry, if God is love, what are we saying when we say, Jesus, I trust in you, right? Mm-hmm. We're saying, Jesus, I trust in your love, Yeah. right? A shot's a shot, and I don't understand shots, but I do understand that my father loves me, mm-hmm. that my Savior loves me. You know, I was just, I don't know what book I was reading. I have so many on my Kindle. But anyway, I, I was it was about a particular apparition, and Jesus lamented the fact that what hurts his heart the most, of course, sin, any sin hurts his heart, but it's when it's, it's our lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something to contemplate? Mm-hmm. When we don't trust him, but think of as a parent, you know, if your kid doesn't trust you, that really has to hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I mean, that's exactly. I mean, if you think about it, I'm trying to do everything I can for my child. Yeah. Right? And I know it's going to hurt you. It hurts me to have to do this thing that hurts you. Right? When when you're holding your child and they're getting a shot, it's no picnic. It's like, oh, yeah, they're suffering. No, I mean, you're holding them and it's painful for you to be holding them. But you hold them because you love them. Yes. And you know that this is is essential for them. And it would be so much easier to hold them Mm -hmm. if they could just rest in that love. Yeah. And you were saying as a parent how it hurts you uh, when a child um, doesn't trust you. But when you think when a child is disobedient, when a child doesn't listen, when a child gives you that look of, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. That hurts. That hurts. How we do that to our father. Yeah. When we don't listen to him, we don't trust him. We, you know, ignore him. And then I think about Mary um, praying the, um, the novena right now on the seven sorrows of Mary. And, you know, when you take, contemplate each one of the seven sorrows, whether it's G- meeting Jesus on the road to Calvary mm-hmm. or watching the crucifixion, and you think, wow. How did Mary remain standing at the Mm -hmm. cross, seeing her son Mm -hmm. treated and Mm -hmm. cruelly treated, but yet trusting in God that this was his will? Mm -hmm. That, to me, is kind of Mm mind-blowing to get to that place. And we have to ask the Blessed Mother to have her trust, I think, is a key. Absolutely. You know, Brenda, to go back to what you said a minute ago, and it's really, I think it's so odd because... As as a parent, I think you realize how fundamental 
loving your children is to your identity. Yeah. Right. And and I think when when you're going through and they're scowling and they're huffing and they're puffing and all that, what makes that all the more pa- painful is that it's not simply an affront to you. It's an affront to your love, you know, and you go, how, yeah. how can you doubt that I'm, you know, I must not be very good at loving because yeah. you, you don't get that this is, this yes. is part of my yes. love. This is part of who I am as a parent. Yes. And yet when they disappoint us or, um, you know, are mean to us or whatever, we don't give up. You come back again. And you love more. And you love, and that's what our father does. And we want you to all come back again because we have to stop for a break. So we'll see you in just a minute. We're back with The Family Show with Brendan and Randy Lee, and we're talking about how difficult it is for kids to understand love, especially, you know, when we're taking the doctors and getting a shot, you know, they're thinking, what are you doing? I thought for, you liked me. For Exactly. <laughs> or or for, for the rest of us to, to pray thy will be done. You know, yeah. It's like, whoa, I don't know that I want to go there, right? I mean, I, I think for me, there's this temptation that when I pray thy will be done, what I'm really praying for is this divine plot twist, right? That that at the last minute, God's will, his plan will morph into mine. I will get what I want. I won't have to go to the doctor and get my shot. And then I'll know that God loves me, right? Right. And of course, that's all completely wrong, right? Right. A while back, uh, a praise and worship band called Jesus Culture had a song out, Your Love Never Fails. And the song had this line, and when the oceans rage, I don't have to be afraid. Right. And so in the song, being afraid is a choice, right? We can choose to be afraid or not to be. And what determines which of those alternatives we choose comes down to the next line of the song. Because I know that you love me. Lord, if you're not real or you're not there or if you're asleep or if you don't love me or are indifferent to me, then I do need to be afraid of this because... This storm is bigger than I am, and it's out of my control. And bigger than you. Exactly. But if you're here, and you love me, and if you're who I think you are, then no, I don't need to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Right? Romans 8.28, which, by the way, is also in this song, right? In everything, God works for good with those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything works for good. He will he'll convert it to good, right? Lord, I know you love me and your plan for me is good. Lord, I have no idea why you have allowed me to encounter this moment, but I do know that by the time I leave this moment, you will have used this moment for my good. So Lord, I'm just going to trust you in this minute, this moment. If I, if, you know, I'm just going to trust you in this moment, right? If I can, I want to distinguish, though, between encountering fear and embracing being afraid, right? Mm -hmm. I think we all encounter fear, right? Mm -hmm. Mary finds the angel Gabriel in her house. Yes. He's big. He's atypical or he doesn't look like everybody else, right? 
Sheen. And those wings. As the wings. They do. They get all kind of dust floating around the house and everything just goes crazy. Right? Right? And so she encounters fear when she sees Gabriel. That's why Gabriel says, do not be afraid. Right? Right? She sees the big thing out of her control. She sees the storm, the reason to be afraid. But she doesn't let the fear take hold of her. Right? Right? She chooses to trust God's love in that moment, right? Great story, Jesus and the Canaanite woman, right? Woman has a sick daughter, a daughter with a a demon, right? She comes to Jesus for help. No one wants her there. Jesus is ignoring her. The disciples are trying to get her. Is that because she's Canaanite? Yeah, exactly. Gentile. We don't want them hanging out, right? Mm -hmm. The disciples are trying to get her thrown out of the house. Jesus essentially calls her a dog, right? Essentially. Essentially, yeah, right? We read this story and we all ask the wrong question. What do we ask? Why was Jesus so mean to that girl? Exactly. That Why woman. was Jesus so mean to this woman, right? Nobody has a good answer, right? Better question. Why does she stay? They're trying to throw her out, right? Jesus calls her a dog. Talk about a storm, a shot at the doctor's office. Why would you stay? You only stay if you believe right. Jesus' love would not have you leave that moment without healing. Yes. Right? No matter what the moment looked like, Jesus' love would demand ultimately that that moment be made for good. Mm-hmm. Right? The woman trusted in Jesus' love. That's why she stayed. Right? There's your question. Did Jesus love that woman? Yes. Yes. Right? Did his love fail or falter in that moment? No, right? I have no idea why Jesus had to bring that woman to that moment in which she cries out, even if the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. I don't know why he brought her to that moment. I don't know if it was for her, for the disciples, Mm -hmm. for me. 2,000 years later, because there's something I'm missing. All I know is that that woman's trust in God's love never wavered. And ultimately, that trust was affirmed. And what did Jesus say after she responded that way? She said, don't even the dogs eat the scraps of their master's table. Didn't he look around and say, is there any faith like this in all of Israel? And he also called her daughter. Ah, right. Yeah. Your faith. You know, this he doesn't he doesn't even take credit for what happened. It's all about her. Yeah. Right. N- another great story. I think we really see this story wrong as well. Peter walking on water. And I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I want to talk about this a little bit again. We all think it's about Peter taking his eyes off Jesus and sinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Bad old Peter. Right. He, he <laughs> failed in his mission of walking on water. Right. Of course, this happens in Mark 8. To understand the story, though, we got to go back to Mark 4, the earlier story, right? Jesus is sleeping through the storm in the front of the boat. So Jesus and his followers in a boat, huge storm. Followers are all fighting to save the boat and themselves. And Jesus is sound asleep, Mm -hmm. right? They wake him up. They say, Master, do you not care that we're all going to drown? 
Jesus rebukes the waves. Everything goes calm, right? Now fast forward to Mark 8. Jesus, who is all-knowing, makes the disciples go out in a boat on a seven-mile journey, right? Mm -hmm. Late at night when he knows the storm is coming, they they don't want to go. They get stuck in the storm, right? Think again that they're all going to die. Peter spots Jesus walking past them on the water, yeah. right? Peter knows at this point Jesus can rebuke the waves, right? He's choosing not to, right? right? What should Peter say? Jesus, this is all your fault. Yeah. I don't know what you were thinking sending us out here, right? Then you leave us out here to drown when you could stop the storm. You try and sneak by us, your friends, your helpers. Who do you think you are? Exactly, right? That's what Peter should say. That's what I would say, right? So what does Peter say? Lord, if you're going to have me in a storm, I need to be close to you. Yeah. Even if that means getting out. Of the safety of the boat, exactly. right? Exactly. Walking on the, yeah. Yeah, even if that means getting out of the safety of the boat, I need to be close to you because what I ultimately trust in, what's going to save me, yeah, is your love. Right. And I'm thinking right now, you know, because as a human, you know, I want to save my life, you know, so you're confronted with, do I stay in the so-called safety of the boat? Or do I step out to save my soul because I want to stay close to Jesus? Yeah, I mean, what that, counts more? That's the great irony. I mean, our instincts are exactly correct, right? We were made for life, Yeah, right? We were made for abundant life. We are programmed. We're wired we to are. want to save our life. Mm -hmm. But you save your life by embracing his love. Yeah. And so the temptation is to just simply focus inward to say, I want to save my life. I mm -hmm. want to stay safe. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, I think I'm going to do it myself. It. I'm going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't even know where safe is. That's the problem. We think safe is off away from him. Yeah. Right? On, like you said, my path. But the only safety is to just go where he's going. His path. Yeah, his path. And trust that he has the path. And it and it involves often us not feeling very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right? I think that's part one of the biggest parts of the problem is, at least for me, I want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like I want to know where I'm going. I want to see where I'm going. I want to know what's going to happen. Jesus does not operate that way. Mm -hmm. And yet love is not comfortable. Right? No, it is Jesus not. did not Sometimes. choose comfort when he set up in a stable, right? Jesus did not choose comfort when he went on a cross. Why did he do it? Because he wanted to be in love with us. And what does he tell us? Pick up your cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't want to pick it up. Mm -hmm. We just want to leave it there, mm -hmm. right? Or if we pick it up, we want to be grumbly and, you yes. know, complain. Yep. Don't but you look at the Blessed Mother's cross. I mean, she just... I mean, what models he gave us. I know. And I'm thinking like, yeah. you know, and remember when she's at the foot of the cross, right? Mm -hmm. He's being crucified. 
all those people are spitting, mm-hmm. yelling Chewing. terrible things yeah. about him. I see myself going like, mm-hmm. all right, come here, lady. I'm going to just club you right over the... Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's me. <laughs> I just want to be like Blessed Mother. But mm-hmm. as a human, mm-hmm. it's so hard mm-hmm. not to react, to mm-hmm. be a reactor. Mm-hmm. Woman, behold your children. Yeah. That's what he reminds her. It's, yeah, these are your children right here. Yeah. And you need to respond to them as a mother. Yeah. So, you know, I guess we just have to encourage our kids when they look at us, you know, Mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, just to reassure him, reassure them, God loves you. He's with you. Um, And we need to be, we need the parents, we need to be the parents whose love they can trust in. Right? And that... We need to keep that line open between them, right? That's the most important. The yeah. most important thing is not making sure our kids are the star of the soccer team or get to whatever college. The yes. most important thing is for them to know that they can trust in our love. Absolutely. And by, and, and and trusting in God. You mm-hmm. know, what happens exactly. is God's will is good for you. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. God is good. Always. Always. Well, we're out of time. But we always invite you to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM 720 for The Family Show. And keep us in your prayers. And for Brendan Randy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we leave you with the beautiful sound of seasons. But we also ask you at the last minute to please visit our website at 720WHYF.com and make a generous contribution to keep us on the air. Thank you. Thank you.